0: Hey, this is Lowe with Soul Harbor, and you are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com.
1: Good afternoon, welcome to the Extension Hour. Texas A&M, AgriLife Extension Service, all about our people, our programs, our partnerships, that's what we talk about here at the Extension Hour. And we've got two awesome guests today and I am so happy to have them back um, because you guys were here about a year ago and we kind of talked about some similar things, but I've got uh, Gary Tannehill and Scott Darnell with us today and they are some of our illustrious master gardeners with Montgomery (laughs) County, in fact, Gary ha- was named the 2019 Master Gardener of the Year. Well,
2: that was amazing.
1: That yeah, was awesome. Yeah, so, <laughs> right. and then uh, Scott is also here as well. And so um, Gary is the co-manager for the orchard, and Scott is the local citrus, citrus expert, editor. right? Yeah, so you guys go ahead and you want to introduce yourself and sure. talk a little bit about your experience.
2: Right. I've been a master gardener for about five years now, and uh, I've been involved with the we call it the orchard turf garden because we also demonstrate turf and it's a demonstration garden for people to come out and see how these plants grow and how we treat them and so on. And often if we're around, you can ask them questions.
1: Yes. Yeah. And then I think that's the, one of the greatest things about what the master gardeners do is, I mean, say you're a local expert in citrus local expert in the orchard um there's uh, so much information that can come from the master gardener so people who are right. there actually working with um the the plants that are growing and, and as you mentioned they're all demonstrations too right.
2: i've learned a lot just uh, working with the plants because you take yeah. a class and so on you learn some things but then when you get out in the real world you find out they don't always do <laughs> what they told you in class so you can right. learn Learn by doing,
1: right? Which, which, by the way, is our 4-H motto. Did you know that 4-H no. learn by doing oh, is I didn't the know motto? That. Okay, yep. good. Yeah. So head, heart, hands, and health, and learn by doing is uh, uh, part of what we do in 4-H. Which, so like I said, this is Extension hour. We talk about things that are happening. And 4-H, they're really gearing up, starting out the year with um, lots of great activities coming up. It's kind of stock show season, is what we. Um, consider the spring um, because several of the major livestock shows are happening and then of course the Montgomery County Fair happens in um, April so that's one of the things that our 4-Hers are are working on so it's not too late to get involved in 4-H if uh, you've got young people who are interested in doing that third grade through 12th grade are our official 4-H years but um, we've got two great agents there in our office uh, Michelle Mahalik and Justin Sines and they both work with the 4-H program and um, and then Jennifer Dirks is our 4-H coordinator and she's the one who answers the phone and she knows she can answer just about any any question you ask or she can find out. Um, so but demonstrations learn by doing that's wow. kind of uh, what it's all about so um <laughs> Gary, what did you do before you were a master gardener?
2: Uh, well, I retired in 2000 from Exxon mm-hmm. Mobile, and I was in their environmental and safety department.
1: Okay. So, so. what made you want to become a master gardener?
2: Well, uh, I was just interested in gardening. I, as a ch- child, I helped my mother and dad in their garden, mm-hmm. and so it's a good thing to do. I like to eat the things that you <laughs> grow. You know, so, Eating's
1: good, yeah. yep. Yeah. And it sounds like um, great childhood memories as well, if that's Mm -hmm. something. Yeah. So I can remember when I was a little girl, we had a garden. I have four brothers, so five Ah. kids, four brothers, ate a lot. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so my parents had a garden. And I do remember one of my fondest memories as a child was, um, I had to, well, I say it's fond. I had, I had to go, um, pull the weeds so Mm -hmm. I had to I had to pull weeds and learn a bible verse and if I did both of those then my mama would let me go swimming Ah. and that's what I wanted to do in the (laughs) summer (laughs) um so Scott tell us about yourself I've
3: been a master gardener about four years here in the Montgomery County area and uh spend most of my time these days in the orchard working with Gary and the orchard team uh specializing in citrus area we have an interesting uh, citrus row. Essentially, we've been able to plant most of our trees in the last four years or so. So we have some new trees that are are coming into their own, and it's been interesting to watch them grow. And as Gary mentioned, every year you learn more about the trees and what's good for them and that type of thing. Uh, background in gardening, I've gardened all my life in family gardens and with my dad and others. and. Uh, gardened all over the country which has been kind of an interesting adventure on the west coast and the gulf coast and the midwest you know gardening is a different adventure wherever you may be and right. it's it's been fun
1: good and how long have you been a master gardener
3: four years okay yeah
1: All right, so some of the things that we wanted to talk about today is, um, so the the orchard, turf garden, um, there's lots of different things out there that we wanted to mention.
2: Yeah, we have uh, peach trees, and they're planted in three different ways, and so that you can sort of see how these three different ways work if you come out there. We have plum trees, and we have three trees, three plum trees that are planted uh, real close together, 18 inches apart. We Mm -hmm. call that a high-density planting And that's good because plums usually require another variety to pollinate, to get good pollination. So you can put them up close and you have to have a lot of room for three trees. And then we have a kiwi uh, plant there. It's a golden kiwi, and we're trying to see if we... That's an experiment to see Mm -hmm. whether it will really work. We have a fig tree.
1: So so kiwis, they... is it something that maybe, do they grow here often? Are we, are we testing the golden kiwi or are we just testing kiwis? No,
2: the kiwis normally don't grow here. They require a lot of chill hours, a lot of cool. And probably in Texas, the best place for them is in Tyler, somewhere up in there. Okay. And they're trying to develop them commercially. But here it's a little warm for them. Uh, mm-hmm. They're a vine, by the way, that grow like uh, grapes. And they're very vigorous growers. So we have them on the Arbor. And in the summer, we sit under it because mm-hmm. it's uh, cooler. Yeah. Uh, then, as we've already mentioned, we have grapes and several different grapes, and we have blackberries, uh, grapeberries, and then mm-hmm. the citrus. Uh, and two apple trees are in the citrus uh, row, so those are the trees we have right now.
1: Okay. And so, what are we finding? Are they there are certain varieties that are working a little better than others, or?
2: Well, yeah. Uh, we have one tree that's called a snow peach. Mm-hmm. tropic snow and it has low chill hours it doesn't require a lot of chilling and so we got all that in February when we had our real cold weather mm-hmm. so now that it's warming up it's saying let's go it thinks it's spring so yeah it's starting to bloom and that's a little early because we may get some more freezes you know before it really warms up
1: this Texas weather can be kind of confusing for people right. and oh, for yeah. plants right oh yeah it's
2: <laughs> a very difficult situation here
1: yeah mm-hmm. so um the apples and the figs, grapes, berries. You know what? So one of the things that I remembered, uh, Michael Potter, our horticulture mm-hmm. agent, talking about um, part of the demonstration in the orchard area is some trees that are tended to often and then some are that are just kind of, right. you just let them grow.
2: That's in the peach area. We mm-hmm. have one, that we have a high density planting in the peach area. Then we have what we call the AgriLife recommended practices. Mm-hmm. And then we have one which we call natural growth, which means you them in the ground and you will do anything to them mm-hmm. and so you just sort of see how the tree grows and if you don't know how to prune them then that's what you'll get if you go to the natural growth area you'll mm-hmm. see what they do so it's a good demonstration it shows people why pruning is important ah. for peach trees
1: yeah so those ones that are natural growth do they they produce less i'm assuming or
2: well well the uh, tropic snow does quite well yeah. without any pruning But we have another variety, Texas Star. The first year, it had so much fruit on it, it broke off the top. Oh, wow. So normally you thin the tree, prune the tree, thin the fruit. That wouldn't happen, you know, in a prune tree. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other tree we have is uh, Red Baron. And I'd say about two thirds of it is all comes from the rootstock. So there's not much of the Red Baron left. And it's a real weak Red Baron because all these peach trees are grafted on to the rootstock. So that's not a good thing. You don't want the rootstock to be growing okay. like the tree. You want it to be supporting the graft, you know.
1: Right. And so often in Extension and in gardening, we talk about things that people just assume that we know, that people know what we're talking about. And so one of the things that I learned, like, mm-hmm. when I started working for Extension is the idea of grafting trees. Right. Like, I had never heard of that before. So if you don't mind, let's take just a, a sure. little bit of time to talk about what is grafting and why do you okay. do that. The
2: reason you graft is because the, uh, the, the peach tree, or the variety that has the good fruit, mm-hmm. is not a very uh, hardy tree. It doesn't grow well, but it's got good fruit. So you graft it onto another peach tree or plum tree sometimes that grows real well but doesn't have good fruit. And so it supports the grafted, the desirable uh, tree, but you don't really want it growing on its own because it's not going to produce good fruit. Mm -hmm. And the more the rootstock puts out leaves, the more energy goes into those and not into the grafted. So we try to take, we call them suckers. If you have a limb that comes up out of the rootstock, you cut it off. You don't okay. want it. You want it to go into the major mm-hmm. ones. And if you come out there, you'll see there's a big difference between the trees that have been grafted and the ones that've cut off the suckers and everything.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, Grafts for rootstock often the rootstock is much more robust and resistant to the diseases that might be in the soil. Mm-hmm. So it gives the tree a much better foundation, and and it doesn't. It may, it may as Gary said, it may not make great fruit, but the rootstock so robust. When you graft the nice fruit, like the Meyer lemon or whatever, onto it, you get the benefit of the resistance to disease and the, and the and the healthiness of the tree, along with the tasty fruit that's on the top.
1: So, I mean, and literally, you're taking like a branch of the fruited tree that you want, and you're splitting the the and outside it? part. So, I'm very layman's terms right. here, right? Because <laughs> so they you take the the outside part out, you put the the um, branch on there, and then you kind of wrap it up so that it like fuses together and starts growing. Right. So then it kind of becomes one tree. So it's taking right. two different trees, you kind of marry them to make right. them that's into did, yeah. mm-hmm. the tree. Yeah. So right. I mean, like I said, I think that's fascinating, and maybe people that aren't familiar I with that might not realize that that's something that can be done.
2: Funny story right. about a satsuma that, that I saw at another place, and it was uh, had very good fat on it, but I noticed it had some nice oranges, and so I picked one of the oranges. It was very sour and full of seeds. Mm -hmm. It turned out that was all from the rootstock.
1: So that was the original terrain. The
2: the, the bottom part, Mm -hmm. yeah. And it had lots of thorns on it, whereas the satsuma didn't have Mm -hmm. thorns on it. So,
1: and, and by the way, we were talking about Satsuma before we came yeah, um, into the right. studio. So that's like a large mandarin orange, right. really easy to peel, mm-hmm. really sweet fruit. Really good. I, I, I think that that has come, uh, like, it's at the top of my list of yeah. oranges that I like the best. <laughs> so citrus expert, tell us a little bit more about citrus. And we talked about Meyer lemons mm-hmm. and um, the Satsumas.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, Gary mentioned several different varieties of different fruit trees in the, in the citrus area. Part of the... Master Gardener's mission is to educate the public and to share the message of gardening. And one of the big things, uh, contributors to success is choosing the right varieties. So if you go out to our Master Gardening area, you'll see an Awari Satsuma, which is known to do well in this area. We have a, a Republic of Texas Orange, which has been growing in these counties for years and years. Uh, Meyer lemon, Everybody, a lot of people love Meyer lemon, mm-hmm. which does real well in this area. So the citrus row is designed to, it has various ages of trees anywhere from 3 years to 10 years old, shows them in different stages of their development and varieties that would do well in this area. So if you came to our plant sale, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Mm-hmm. You'll see those same varieties and you can actually walk out into the garden and see examples of them growing, whether it's in the dense planting area or in the citrus area. Mm-hmm. Um, and this time of year in the citrus area, a little bit less attention to some it's a little bit less maintenance intensive, it's like an apple tree or others, but we're mm-hmm. getting ready to, to think about uh, pruning and doing things like that for later in the year, probably in the May time frame mm-hmm. uh, of when and where to prune.
1: Okay. So we talked, you, you mentioned Meyer lemons. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit what what's different from a, a, different, a regular, regular lemon. So what makes a Meyer lemon a Meyer lemon? Well, uh,
3: if you go to the grocery store, those are typically not Meyer lemons, mm-hmm. but a Meyer lemon is, has been bred over the years. It's a cross between a mandarin orange and a Meyer lemon, mm-hmm. or in a lemon, mm-hmm. and it provides, the, the orange gives it a cold hardiness that the average lemons might not have. And it gives them a little bit larger fruit, and they might be a little bit sweeter than a typical lemon that you might go and buy in the store. And So they've really been adapted to the area we grow here as as well. So Meyer lemon is a big, huge lemon. And some people with a Meyer lemon tree get 50, 75 pounds of lemon
1: off of a tree. Off of one tree.
3: The thing with citrus is you might get that one year, and you might not get anything the next year because they use all their energy and then they have to recover. Mm-hmm. So some people have trees and they say, well, my tree's no good anymore, but you really have to go for the long haul with citrus and other fruit trees and 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 take into consideration season after season and look at what the average harvest did.
1: Okay, mm-hmm. so I feel like we've got a great introduction of some of the things that are out there at the, that we have demonstrations of, but we also want to talk a little bit about Things that you've mentioned, so the crazy weather that we have in Texas, pruning, choosing varieties, and then buying some, so fruit and nut tree sale is coming up. Um, We're going to take a little bit of a break, and we'll come right back and get into more conversation with Scott and Gary, so stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Extension Hour. and community health programs provide science-based education designed to improve the overall health and wellness of individuals, families, and communities. Developed by experts and delivered locally, topics include child and adult health, nutrition, child care, financial management, passenger and community safety, and building strong families. All encouraging lifelong health and well-being for every person, every family, and every community. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension. Helping Texans make their lives better.
0: Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star community radio. Broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas.
1: Want to check out the fastest growing sport in the world? It's right here in Conroe, Texas. And it's roller derby. Conroe Roller Derby is a non-profit recreational league of women and men who want you to come and check out the fast-paced, hard-hitting game of roller derby. The Conroe Cutthroats practice at Rainbow Roller Rink on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. You can find our game schedule and more information on our website, www.conroerollerderby.com.
0: This is Rick TRC. Every Tuesday on my show, Afternoons with Lone Star from 3 to 7, I play back-to-back classic rock hits. That's right. I like to call it a 2 for Tuesday or a 3 for whatever it is you'd like. Call the request line 936-647-3776 or message me on Facebook, Afternoons with Lone Star, make a music request. That's right. You can do it. Here's what else. Go over to our website, IRLoneStar.com. Get the app on your phone. It's easy. You'll like it.
1: Welcome back to the Extension Hour. I'm Amy Rustler, County Extension Agent for Family and Community Health with Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service, and this is the Extension Hour where we talk all about our people, our programs, and our partnerships. And we've got two of our awesome people that do great programs and have a wonderful partnership there in the garden. How is that for a nice little connection all together? <laughs> so we have Gary Tannehill, which is the 2019 Master Gardener of the Year, and then we also have Scott Darnell, who is our citrus expert with us. And before we went to the break we were talking a little bit about um the crazy weather and the freezes so we had a really kind of an early freeze this year right i right. mean there was one that happened november
2: was it? early november yeah right.
1: which was kind of surprising because and then now this last few weeks like in you know middle of January yeah. and it's uh, 66 degrees outside it's yeah. been it was like 78 yesterday yeah. so very confusing weather confusing for people confusing for plants um so what does that mean when you're taking care of your plants and let's start out just talking about citrus trees in particular and then we'll talk a little bit about other plants as well
3: yeah the citrus trees something a little bit unique to citrus is they're very temperature sensitive on the cold side of mm-hmm. the weather and. So as you might not have to worry about some of the other trees, citrus, when you get down below freezing or in the high 20s, we need to take good care of our citrus. And as you mentioned, it's been a little bit of an unusual winter. We had a frost. Now we've had a long stretch of warm weather. So we really are today on you know, aware of the weather and, and anticipating if we, if we do have a hard freeze, we really need to take care of the citrus trees because they haven't been really conditioned mm. to get slowly cooler throughout the winter. So when they get popped with the frost in, in the next month or so, we really have to take care of them. And when you get down in the low 20s, you really want to, if you have trees that are out in the yard and they're small enough, you want to cover them if you can and make sure you go all the way down to the ground. So you re- cover that heat from the ground and uh, other things you can do, you can mound up the soil around the bottom to protect the crown of the tree so that it doesn't freeze around the roots. And if you have trees that are in pots, you want to make sure you bring them inside if the weather gets really cold because one of the, the issues is the extreme change in temperature. They're mm-hmm. sitting there comfortable on the back porch in this warm, nice warm weather and then all of a sudden it freezes. If you have large trees that have been outdoors for for years and are are acclimated to the weather, mo- sometimes they go so large you can't protect them. But what you try to do is mound up soil around the around the dirt uh, soil around the roots, so you protect the small the bottom of the tree and the crown. And then typically they'll be able to manage it if it it doesn't get down too low into the into the 20s mm-hmm. but that's really a, a concern we have this year around the, the citrus trees and and the warmer weather is actually think that's great but it's really not always great because they need a certain amount of time to be dormant
1: because more than likely we're going to have at least one more freeze right i, I mean so, yeah. it yep. usually what is it march 1st or april there. 1st yeah, the, the last frost yeah and then if you're thinking that you're safe before then in terms of freezing, um, right. you might get a surprise. And um, right. weather around here, I think, too, is it's a little bit bipolar. Right. Like yes, you know, what is. you're talking about, right. kind of a snap, like yeah. it, it's really warm right. and then it's really cold.
3: And that's another consideration around citrus. When, mm-hmm. you, when you buy citrus or have citrus, we usually try to plant those after the after the last frost so they don't have to face the the cold weather at the outset. Mm-hmm. So in March is often a common time in our county that we'll we'll start planting the citrus trees after the last frost.
1: And you you mentioned mounding up the soil around mm-hmm. um the the roots and the trunk of the tree. But now in the spring though when you're getting ready I've heard I've heard it said that you're not supposed to mound up right. like no, the mulch correct. and that kind of thing. So you're going to yeah. do that when it's cold, but you're going to want to move that. Them. Yeah. Yeah.
3: The freeze protection that you put up in the winter is mm-hmm. not a is an interim process part uh, step, and you want to take the soil away. You also don't want to leave these covers with a light under them when the weather warms up,
1: because
3: mm-hmm. it'll also be too hot for your tree. So you want to make sure all that comes off when the weather starts warming up.
1: All right. And yep. so basically, ahead. what you're
3: doing
2: is protecting the graft. You know, you have mm-hmm. your rootstock and you have your graft. So you don't want that part to die. Otherwise, you lose your whole tree. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes the uh, trees will, you'll die off at the top, but you still have some tree to grow.
1: And is that regardless of how um, old the graft is? I mean, is it, is that just for new grafts or is that? Yeah, mostly new grafts. Yeah, okay. Once
2: you get to be, you know, 10 or 15 year old tree. It can probably last.
1: Okay. You know. And and another thing that you mentioned earlier, Scott, too, had to do with um, the the cycles which the citrus uh, will produce. Like you may have a good year and then not a good mm-hmm. year, and sometimes you don't know why, right? I mean, is, is that related to the weather of the previous year, or is it just because they go through cycles? Well,
3: it absolutely can be. It, mm-hmm. can, it can be uh, uh, several different causes, but the weather – can make a difference for example with all this warm weather we have trees that are blooming or starting to bloom Mm -hmm. if we get a really hard frost that'll affect the fruit they'll be able to put on in the following season and the same thing with if they have a really heavy year where they're really bearing really heavy that could affect the next year of their ability so the weather and the and the harvest uh, makes a big difference from year to year
1: but don't be concerned if your tree is not producing a lot this year. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's dying.
3: That and another question that we often get is when you plant a citrus tree, you should not expect fruit for three to five years. After about three years, you might start expecting it. In fact, if it starts putting on a lot of fruit before that, Mm -hmm. you want to take it off. So the tree has the chance to build the root system that it needs to support the fruit when it really starts bearing fruit, so it's a little bit of an exercise in patience when you're a gardener <laughs> with citrus trees.
1: Right, kind kind of with everything, right? That's true. <laughs> I mean, it's it, yeah, that's what. Uh, there, I love having master gardeners on the show because there are so many analogies to life and gardening that can be can Mm -hmm. be made so patience is definitely a virtue and what I hear you saying is especially with uh, the citrus and those are one of the ones that we want to take care of because they're a little bit more um, cold sensitive yes as Mm -hmm. opposed to a lot of the other plants
2: but I think citrus is one of the easier trees to grow here because Mm -hmm. they don't have a lot of disease or a lot of uh, insects but uh, getting them started is the biggest effort you know but after that Mm -hmm. it's pretty easy to grow compared to some other trees
1: right okay so let's talk a little bit about some other trees
2: uh peaches i think are hard to grow the best thing about a peach is eating them because uh, (laughs) they're really good when they come off Mm -hmm. the tree you know but uh, you have have to prune them for production whereas the citrus you don't prune them for production you just prune them for looks or keeping the tree in good shape but uh, if you don't prune the peach trees, you don't get as much production as you would otherwise. And even then, when you get a whole bunch of fruit set, you know, you got it after the blooms, you take a lot of those off because if you don't, it'll break the limbs for the weight and then also the fruit will be smaller. So there's two, two activities right there. And then uh, when you prune peach trees, you also try to prune them with a vase shape in the middle, an open area in the middle, because we have a lot of fungus here, mm-hmm. as you know, cause we're wet and cold. And that's one of the biggest problems with uh, peach tree, peach fruit is they get fungus and bacteria on them and they have big brown spots. Mm. So I don't mind that I can just cut the brown spot out and eat the rest of it. But you know, it's not a pretty fruit. Right. So we try to spray them in, uh, with fungicides and keep them dry. And so there's a lot of work with peaches, uh, but as I say, they're worth it when you get a nice, good one
1: off the tree. <laughs> the fruits of your labor <laughs> pay off, huh? All right, so we're talking a little bit about trees, but then um, so if other plants are damaged by the freeze or are, have a, um, a freeze is coming, mm-hmm. what are some precautions just in general that people should take with their plants?
2: Well... Um, you know you can cover them, um, but as he said, if you're gonna, you know, and let me say, there's different freezes. 32 and 30 and so on. Most plants can take that, but mm-hmm. when you get down to 28 or below, that's what we call a hard freeze. Especially mm-hmm. if it's several hours at a time, and when you expect that, then you do need to cover them up. And uh, you could wrap uh, uh, insulation around the trunk, but. really you need to as he was saying put a tent over it because the soil will give a lot of heat to the tree Mm -hmm. and keep it from getting too cold also as he mentioned briefly uh, often we put lights under them you can put big Christmas lights not the little flashers they don't Mm -hmm. have much heat or you can put just a regular incandescent bulb you know Mm -hmm. in there to heat them up some people have even tried uh, little uh, burners you know the problem with that it might burn your tent down, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're it starting fires. <laughs> it has happened. Yeah.
2: So, you know, but normally we don't have that hard a freeze around mm-hmm. here. We, we do have hard freezes, but you know, they don't go on for weeks
1: right. like it does up north. And one thing to mention, the master gardeners do um staff our phone room, so we no. have a uh, we have a phone line people can call, ask questions, and when there is a um, prediction or a forecast of cold weather that phone will ring off the wall with yep. people just calling asking what to do about their plants which mm-hmm. is a great um, resource that we have to the community and right. i think that that's one of the great things about the master gardeners is that they can um, answer the questions that come in when people call and you know we're talking about it now the weather's nice no mm-hmm. we're not really thinking about it um, but when those uh, forecasts come in um, that's when a lot of calls will come to the to the phone yep. room there um, so they're always there to answer questions if you have them but i just to reiterate what you said 32 we it's don't really worry easily. just a whole lot even right. though it's te- technically a freezing temperature right. it's not really what we're concerned about with the plants but when it starts getting down to 28 yeah. or lower that's when we now, get more avocados concerned
2: they're more susceptible to freeze mm-hmm. but once they get large they can also take a harder freeze okay. so, but I, I usually i have a avocado in a pot so i bring it in when it's going to get 32 because you never mm-hmm. know they may predict 32 and it may turn out to be 30 or 29 so true yeah. I don't like it's chance. an estimate <laughs> <laughs> so but but once they get bigger then they can stand the cold.
1: okay mm-hmm. all right so any other suggestions for cold pr- pruning we want to talk some more about uh pruning and and uh, taking care of those and um, we also we've talked a little bit about varieties and so let's talk um, we're going to take a break and when we come back we'll talk more about um, how to choose varieties and then also we'll talk about an awesome opportunity to come hand pick the tree that you want. I'm at a fruit and nut tree sale that's coming up. Um, So we'll get into that just a little bit later. I'm Amy Ressler, and this is the Extension Hour. We've got Gary Tannehill and Scott Darnell here um, talking with us. They are Master Gardeners with the Montgomery County Master Gardener Association. And we're actually working. uh, We've got an intern class happening right now. So we've got a new crop (laughs) of uh, Master Gardeners coming up. But we're going to talk more about all those kinds of things. But we're going to take a break, and we'll be back in just a few minutes. You're listening to... Lone Star Radio 104.5 106.1 and worldwide on www.irlonestar.com, and we'll be back right after this you're going to need me you're going to need us all of us
3: you're going to need our help with your water
1: your air your food you're going to need our determination our compassion You're going to need the next generation of leaders to face the challenges the future will bring. And we promise, we'll be there when you need us. Today, 4-H is growing the next generation of leaders.
0: Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question, comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station on IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Did you know that there are over 153 million orphans in the world today? The sad reality is 99% of those kids will likely never be adopted. CoreLove is an organization right here in Conroe that takes care of orphaned children in Haiti, Honduras, and India. We bring the love of Jesus by providing their six basic needs of clean water, proper food, health care, education, job skills, and a loving home. Visit corelove.org. That's C-O-R-E-L-U-V dot org. Will you help defend the orphan?
3: For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music.
1: Welcome back to the Extension Hour. We're talking about plants today, and we've got uh, Gary Tannehill and Scott Darnell here talking about um, mostly fruit and nut trees because the fruit and nut tree sale is is coming up. So, just in a couple of weeks on January 25th, um, and you guys do this annually, so every year. Do you know how long the fruit and nut tree sale has been happening? So Over or five been years more than five years. It's been a while. So there's also a um, spring plant sale and a fall plant sale. But this plant sale in particular is is mostly just the fruit and nut trees. And that one of the reasons why it happens in January is because it's an ideal time to prepare and get ready to plant those, right?
3: Right. Correct. All
1: right. So let's talk a little bit about the plant sale. Give some, some details about it and um, anything else we want to share.
3: Well, it's a great place to to find a, a plant if you've been thinking about planting a particular type of tree or fruit in your yard uh, it happens on saturday the january the 25th it, it goes from nine to noon at the AgriLife extension center in, in conroe we're across from the, the conference center there in conroe not far from the airport
1: the lone star convention center and the exact address is 9020 airport road we've got a new parking lot so there's some um, extra space for parking too
3: right so there's places to park and uh, parking i think uh, for many of the customers will be in the lone star parking convention center parking area and we have over 70 plus varieties of trees of all different types uh, nut trees uh, fruit trees citrus trees uh, that you can choose from and the good thing about this this sale is that you can not only shop for your tree but you can talk to the master gardeners about trees that would do well in your in your uh, setting where you're going to be planting the tree that do and all the trees should do well in this area because they're selected by uh, specifically to do well in this area so that should be a great opportunity there you know apple trees uh, citrus trees of all different top varieties Uh, Gary had mentioned avocado trees earlier uh, peach trees uh, nut trees like pecans and different nuts that are that are uh, do well in this area so they're all available, and if you, if you go, come to the sale, you can pay for your trees by cash, credit card, check, uh, whatever works for you best, and we'll help you load them back into the, in your car and, and have you go on your way with the, with the plants. You'll also have uh, an opportunity to get information on how best to plant the tree, specifically because with bare root trees there's a specific way to plant them and to prune them uh, as they're starting out so that'll be a good opportunity to to understand how to do that and how to take good care of your tree
1: so today is january 17th right so i've got a couple of weeks before this is happening so someone's thinking about coming to the plant sale right they're they're inspired by the conversation that we've had today thinking i want to i think i want to plant a tree or two this year. What are some things, things that they can be doing now to get ready before that happens? Is there, do they need to do some advanced preparation or they can just bring their wagon out to the plant sale, pick out a couple of trees and.
2: Well, probably the best thing is decide, decide where you could plant it. Okay. Uh, one of the, jokes we have about master gardeners is they buy plants and they come home and they say (laughs) now where am I going to plant this you know because they love the plant but they really hadn't thought ahead about where they're going to plant it Mm -hmm. so most uh, fruit trees require full sun Mm -hmm. Uh, so you need to have full sun Uh, some citrus can grow sort of in a little shade avocados can grow in a little shade but most trees require full sun so that's sometimes a problem if in your location.
1: And also space. So we're thinking of how much space, because that little tree is going to become a big tree, right? So you need to be thinking about how large it's going to get eventually.
2: Yes, but uh, one of the things we try to do is keep our trees uh, so that we can reach them from the ground. We don't want to have to get up Mm -hmm. on a ladder. And maybe that's because of our age, but (laughs) you know, even young people fall off ladders. Right. So we try to keep our trees... you know, within a decent a size. Now, mm-hmm. pecan trees is a different story, of course. They're, they're going to grow big.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But uh, some of the other trees you can keep smaller.
3: Okay. I think the, the other thing to, to be aware of, too, is not only where you're going to plant it, but when you're going to plant it. Because mm-hmm. when you buy a bare root tree, you need to plant it fairly soon after you purchase it. It shouldn't be sitting around your yard for two or three weeks waiting mm-hmm. to find a home. So you need to have an idea of where you're going to plant it and then be prepared to, to plant it and get it pruned and in the ground when, uh, fairly soon after you purchase the tree. And yeah,
2: one of the advantages too of the bare root trees, they're dormant. So, uh, that's good. So you don't have to worry about too much about, uh, you know, the tree leafing out or whatever. So, but you can, if you're, if you can't decide where you're going to plant it, you have to put it in a pot yourself and gr- leave it in a pot, you mm-hmm. know, and then you plant it maybe later on.
1: Right. And that's going to also require a fairly large pot right, right. too, right? Soil and all yeah. that
2: other stuff. Yeah. Right. So.
1: All right. So you've you got this idea. You want to come out, get some plants, get get something from the fruit and nut tree sale. What other kinds of things do people need to expect when they come out to the sale? It's a good idea to bring your wagon. Right. Right. I mean, we have, have some. We have
3: wagons available. But if you have a wagon own. and want to bring it, you can, you're welcome to do that. Mm-hmm. And it does help facilitate getting into the sale there's also a class uh, before the sale it starts at 8 o'clock for an informational class that people can attend as part of our educational program mm-hmm. but if you go to the class you still get equal opportunity at the sale because the sale doesn't open till 9 and nobody gets to go in before the for the opening of the sale so many people come to the class enjoy the class and then come out and and go into the sale afterwards, so that's something to think about as well.
1: Yeah, so while we're talking about classes, I just want to mention, too, one of the things that is great that the Master Gardeners is doing is a monthly series of classes on a variety of topics. So, obviously, the the class that's going to happen right before the fruit and nut tree sale will have to do with fruit and nut trees, and uh-huh. um, but there's several other topics that people are interested in. And so usually about once a month, there are some um, Saturday classes that are available, open to the public, anybody who wants to come. Um, and so uh, January, there was one about fruit trees. Um, and then there was also one about wine making, so grape wine and uh, mead making. Uh-huh. And then the, the plant sale that's happening on January 25th. And then the next class after that on February 8th is going to be turf grass selections and maintenance. Um, and then the second one is growing spring vegetables in Montgomery County. So getting ready for um, the spring plant sale that will happen March 28th, but um, kind of getting a heads up on, on what to expect there. So those classes are 10 um, 8 to 10 and then 10.30 to 12.30. And people can come to one or both, whatever they would like to do. There's a small fee for those, but um, you can just show up and pay the fee and right. attend those classes. Um, and as you mentioned, when you come to the – uh, the fruit and nut tree sale you do need to be prepared to to pay for those um one way or another but we do offer um card you can use your card for those of us who we can, take any, can any
3: credit card except american express okay anything else works know. yeah the other thing that uh for the public to be aware of is we have a really good uh website the montgomery county master gardeners association mm-hmm. Uh, mcmga.com you can go to that site there's an ad for the sale and you can click on a link and it'll take you to a list of all the types and varieties of trees that'll be sold so if you're looking for a specific variety or of tree you can see that it's there on the list the last suggestion is if you have a specific variety and that's the only reason you're coming to the sale Mm -hmm. we recommend you show up early so that the selection will still be good and you'll have an ch- opportunity to select the tree that you're, you're looking for.
2: Yeah, often in our tree, tree sales, the first hour is rather intense because mm-hmm. people have, many people have exactly what they want. Mm-hmm. And so they're going there to get the best tree. And then uh, later on, a couple, three hours later or maybe two hours later, you can browse around and see what you want. But mm-hmm. then by that time, you have to sort of see what's left. Because often we sell out of varieties.
3: Right.
1: But as we mentioned, the Master Gardeners are there on site, ready to answer questions. And so maybe, you know, if you're not, just have your heart set on wanting one specific type of tree. um, There's a lot of uh, information that you can gather from different Master Gardeners just to find out what what will work. And maybe you come home with something even better than what you thought.
3: And we have a fairly extensive information table where you can collect information brochures and handouts to take with you if you mm-hmm. want to do more research on a particular type of tree. In fact,
2: this year I'm uh, one of the three tree specialists that just walk around and a- try to answer questions. Mm-hmm. So, uh, maybe yeah. I'll see you there.
1: Yeah. And so I wanted to kind of go back to something that you would mentioned that I think is important. Um, You know, because I'm thinking of a person that just doesn't do just a whole lot, but is interested Mm -hmm. in, um, but maybe doesn't have a really strong knowledge base in all of these things that we're talking about, which again Mm -hmm. is one of those great things to have you guys as a resource. But the expectation of what those um, trees are going to look like later, because one thing that you said earlier that kind of surprised me is that some of those fruit trees, you don't want them to get very big mm because we're thinking, you know, when I think of trees trees i think of all the other trees around here like big and strong and but not not that they're not going to be strong but they're just going to be smaller and so maybe a little different expectation in fact
2: commercial growers of peaches they keep their trees small Mm. because they don't want to pick them with tree you know with uh, ladders either so they keep them so sort of life size if you want to put it human size
1: so, that if this is the first time someone is uh, planting a tree on their own, you know, besides whatever was there when they when they when they got there, um, what kind of recommendations do you have for people? You you mentioned peach trees are kind of difficult, right. so maybe that's not something you would want to start out with.
2: Well, that's up to you, I if guess. If you really love peaches, if you really love peaches, it's it's peaches and it. you're <laughs> willing to do it, and then if you don't have high expectations, but to me, the best uh, easiest tree are the citrus
3: trees yeah. and. We have many people that come through looking for Meyer lemon. They love the Meyer lemon, and they're so tasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot, a tree like that, or a small Awari Satsuma tree, would be a good tree because they're very cold hardy relative to other trees in the citrus uh, varieties. And they, are as Gary mentioned, they're less maintenance intensive as long as you can take care of them during the winter.
2: Okay. Another tree that's easy to grow if you get one that's cold hardy is a fig tree. They, they grow quite well here. But you have to be careful about the variety because some of them are sensitive to cold weather. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the varieties that we will be selling, hopefully, are not that. One of them is called Chicago hardy. If that tells you how hardy it is, <laughs> this is a, it can live in Chicago. So, and it's a real good tree. But we sell other Celeste and others that are real good fig trees.
1: What are other types of popular brands that you – are not brands. Varieties. Variety. Varieties. varieties. <laughs> varieties. That, uh, you, you said there's over 70 varieties – uh, is that right? Did, did yeah. I hear you right? 70? Mm, so that may be like three or four What that may mean yeah. What that, that could mean
3: is, for example, two varieties of apples, an mm-hmm. Anna and a Dorset, which are both known to do well in this area, and one is self-pollinating and one is, uh, is not self-pollinating. So you, you buy two of those, one of each, and you've got a nice, dense planting you can make to have apples. Okay. Same thing for some of the others. Many varieties of peaches. Gary mentioned Tex King and others. The satsumas have multiple varieties.
1: That's the one I want. That's the one I'm thinking yeah. about. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Another good uh, fruit to grow is blackberries. Mm-hmm. Blackberries do really well here. We all we all know about dewberries. Mm-hmm. And they're good, but you have to go out and pick them, and you never know whether you're going to have a good crop or not. But uh, there are some real good varieties of blackberries.
1: Is a here. blackberry a tree or a No, it's a vine. A vine. Yeah. Okay. Vine, so we bush sell blackberries,
2: and we sell uh, grapes, which are also vines. Okay. So... Uh, you know but a blackberry boy it's hard to beat a blackberry jelly or blackberry cobbler you know mm-hmm. so they're really good and they're easy to grow
1: all right mm-hmm. so some great opportunities coming up with the plant sale um, a great resource of information um speaking of great resources of information um we're going to spend the last little segment here just kind of talking about um things that people need to know about gardening some just a few little take-home messages but before we do that we're going to take a little break and we'll be back with our last few thoughts stay tuned Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service is all about extending knowledge and providing solutions. We do that by using science-based information to create high-quality and relevant education for the people of Texas. More importantly, this outstanding education is delivered locally, right here in our county. We encourage lasting and effective change that helps our communities and our county thrive. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better.
0: 3776 to take your first step into the radio world.
2: From the beginning, the main purpose of the Cooperative Extension Service has been to change human behavior by teaching people how to apply the results of scientific research. By utilizing a holistic, multi-level approach, Extension family and community health programs encourage health and well-being for everyone. Addressing values, concerns, and needs with reliable science-based information Extension programs help people lead healthier lives. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better.
1: Welcome back. Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service. This is the Extension Hour. I'm Amy wrestler I am talking with Gary Tannehill and Scott Darnell, and we're talking about uh, plants, fruit and nut trees mostly, and the fruit and nut tree sale that's coming up on January 25th. And um, also, so... Extension hour, I got to mention a few other things. Um, our agriculture department, there's some um, schooling shows coming up. So for those people who are really interested in horses and want to um, do some practicing with that, some um, some classes that are available. So one happened on Tuesday, this past Tuesday, January 14th. There's another one on January 21st and then one on January 28th. Now all of those shows begin at 630. There's lots of different um um classes that are related to things that they do in horse shows so it kind of helps people get ready for those it's a really great um practicing opportunity so if horses are your thing that is definitely um, a helpful workshop and so that if you need more information you can call our office so Actually, anything that we've talked about today, you can call the extension office. So Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service, and we actually have a few different phone numbers that we use. They all go to the same uh, menu system. So you can get if you hear a different uh, phone number that um, than one that you're familiar with, then don't 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 panic because there's there's a few of them. So the one that I'm most familiar with is 936-539-7825. Uh, the one that goes directly to the master gardeners is two two or two four. So two, four. nine three six five three nine seven eight two four. Yeah. So like I said, they all go to the same place and you can find someone who can help you out because that's what we do in Extension is trying to help people. Um, So speaking of helping out, um, our friends over at uh, Motivation Education Training Met, they have a fatherhood initiative and they wanted us to mention that they have an effective fatherhood summit coming up, which is a um, workshop. Uh, for educators, program directors, community stakeholders, and parents um, all about fatherhood because um, that's a really important, important topic. So it's uh, related to that. It's 830 to 4. If you want more information, you can call, um, call the extension office, ask for me. I can get you that information, put you in contact with and the what person. what was that? Oh, you know what? You, it is... <laughs> (laughs) January 24th. Okay. Friday, January 24th. Thank you. Um, And then the 25th, which is also the same day as the um, plant sale um, over in um, the Spring Creek area. So at the Spring Creek Nature Center, um, we're going to have a mobile cooking school. So it's one of the things we do in family and community health, um, helping people... learn to cook at home more often because sometimes that's a lost art um and sometimes it can be overwhelming so we're just trying to help people um eat at home more often nutritiously all those kinds of things so that's january 25th and then also there's an electric pressure cooker class on february 22nd so the next month we'll have you know so like an instapot is a is a pressure cooker those things are coming up. Uh, you mentioned the Montgomery County Master Gardener website. Lots of great information. There's also a wonderful Facebook page right. um, that has some good information. And then um, there's the Texas A&M, uh, um, Montgomery County Facebook page also that we're on now, Facebook Live. Hi, <laughs> and then um, we have one for Family and Community Health. It's called Healthy Living in Montgomery County, and we often share information uh, among those. But anyway, another good way to get information about things that are going on, because you know, there's always always something happening at the Extension Office, always something happening with the Master Gardeners. You guys stay me really give you busy. Let
2: that uh, website again. Okay. Right? Yeah. Because uh, when people read it off, I don't always get it. Uh huh. It's MC. MCMGA.com.
1: Yeah. So MCMGA is the acronym for Montgomery County, County Master Gardener Gardeners. Association. Right. Yep. And that one is a dot .com. Some of our others are dot .edu, but that one in particular is dot .com. Mm-hmm. And so like we were mentioning with the plant sale, you can find out more information about plant sale coming up. You can check out some of the things that will be for sale just to find out um, what's happening um, well, this is We've got just the last few minutes we wanted to share. So, oh, well, you know what, though? We were going to talk about it's not just fruit and nut trees. Right. There's... Yeah,
2: I would to tell you that we'll also have strawberry sets to uh, plant. This is a good time to plant strawberries. Okay. Uh, and then onion sets. And we'll also have blue plants to put out. Ah. So uh, these are good times to plant all of those.
1: Okay. So those will be available as well. Mm-hmm. All right, so Scott, what's something that you just wish people knew about gardening citrus trees? I think
3: uh, as you think about the plant sale and the trees you know we get you'll get the tree you'll take it home you'll plant it and then what and as (laughs) a gardener one of the things that's always struck me is is kind of cool is it's a year-round activity and you can always think about what's next so with that tree sitting there you've done what you can do for the tree Mm -hmm. watch it grow take care of it would be thinking about the next gardening season if you're interested in gardening mm-hmm. uh for those of us that are gardeners you know you go through the holiday season you get all these holiday catalogs well if you're a master gardener as soon as those stop you start getting seed catalogs mm-hmm. tens i've got probably 25 seed catalogs i have received in the mail so now it's time to be thinking about uh, what's next for the gardening season so i just encourage our listeners out there if you're interested in gardening A lot of gardening is about uh, planning ahead and thinking about where you're going to put things. Mm -hmm. And that makes a big difference in the success of the garden is having a good place to put the things that you buy at the the plant sales or the seeds that you put in the ground. Mm -hmm.
1: And if you want to start gardening, now is a good time.
3: Yeah, right, right. And Any time—that's correct.
1: The, and and a few months from now, that's a good time as well. So that's correct. The, because, like you're saying, it's an ongoing. There's always
3: something to do throughout the year. Either planning for the next spring garden, which is mm-hmm. kind of where we are now,
1: mm-hmm.
3: or putting your trees in the ground today while it's still cold and they're dormant, so they can be growing in the spring.
1: Okay.
2: Uh, you know, we say, well, it's really hard to grow things here where we live because we have hot and cold in the winter. But on the other hand. A lot of places in this country cannot grow things in the winter mm-hmm. and we can grow a lot of things in the winter, uh, like, uh, strawberries and, uh, we can grow uh, cabbage and we can grow lots of different onions. And, uh, I, I, I harvested some peas this morning uh, here in January, you know, mm-hmm. so we, we have different plants that we plant different times of the year, but that's one of the advantages of living here is that we have now in the summertime, you know, you have to plant certain things for the hot weather, like I like to grow black-eyed peas and okra.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, those are excellent hot weather plants, but a lot of other things are not too good.
1: All right, so thank you guys so much for being here today. It's our pleasure. Yeah, thanks
3: for having us. Enjoyed it.
1: Fruit and nut tree, f- fruit and nut tree sale, January twenty-fifth, eight a.m. is the class. Nine o'clock is when the sale starts. Bring your wagon if you have one. Um, be ready to get lots of great information. And then planning ahead, like you mentioned, uh, March 28th is the spring plant sale. May 2nd is the open garden day. And uh, October 10th is the fall plant sale. So time to start gardening is now right. <laughs> all right Great. thank you guys so much um we're thank here you. on fridays 1 to 2 p.m on the extension hour here on lone star radio 104.5 106.1 worldwide and also you can go back and watch on uh, youtube on facebook on youtube Uh, Apple podcast, Google Play, all those kinds of things. So what was that thing that Scott or Gary said? You can find out and go back and listen. So thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time.